podcast where we discuss everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Lucy Cecil. And I'm Olivia Taylor. Yo, yo, what's up? As Aaron Carter once said, how are you? <laughs> when did Aaron Carter say that? Aaron Carter in his middling career between his like pure um, EDM heaven now and Crazy Little Party Girl back in the day had a song that went, yo, yo, what's up? Really? Yo, yo, what's up? That had, So that had to be post Crazy Little Party Girl? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. in the middle, like when he was like... No um, longer rocking in a party world. No, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and before he like put unlouts over it, all the O's. I, I'm, worried, I'm a bit worried about Aaron Carter actually at the moment. Why? He's just about to have a big party. Yeah, well he is just about to have a big party, which I know like we've been talking about because getting an invite to that would be amazing. I don't, I don't think we have talked about that on the podcast actually. No, I mean just us, privately. Oh right, yeah, okay. <laughs> Pillow talk. Climb on board. Yes, but I'm worried about Aaron Carter because he's just got like spontaneously got a dog because he's just been through a breakup with that girlfriend that he's always like. Really? About. Because yeah. he loves her the most and they're always I know. kissing. They're always kissing and sending each other like roses and stuff. Wait, what happened between they them? They broke up. No, I know, but like, what's. <laughs> I what's... don't know the ins and outs. I thought... I'll give him the call. I... Wait, wait one second. I have emailed him before so I can just email him again. I feel like Aaron Carter would be the kind of guy who would let you know the reason why on yeah. his Instagram. Yeah, though. well, this is the thing. So he's been posting lots and lots of like, um, like waterfall background, cloud background with a quote over the top about when it's just not right it's not right you you can't let each other hold each other back etc totes so he's been doing that and um it was very sudden because they were very much in love like one week ago and now bam gone they've consciously uncoupled yeah they've consciously uncoupled yeah so but in in the place of this girlfriend he's got a dog with really pointy ears it's really cute and that's how i found out that that they've broken up because he was like this is my dog um and he had posted like a a message he'd put with like someone else who was like my, my dog really helped me through a breakup and he was like oh my god same that's what I'm going through so really? yeah but he's having that big house party so shout out to Aaron's house party yeah so he he is advertising for this party it's 200 pounds ahead isn't it and it's through yeah. it's through 200 dollars dollars yeah so it's through Instagram and then you get taken in like some truck or something and you'll have to be blindfolded until you're inside <laughs> the like fucking fire festival. the house of Aaron Carter yeah but I've been thinking like if I lived in America like, I would be so tempted to do that because I think it'd be so Absolutely. funny. Absolutely. Well, me and my little sister went to see Aaron Carter when he came to the UK like three years ago or something. And it was such an experience. So I would definitely want to go to the crazy big house party of Aaron Carter. But enough about Aaron Carter. Uh, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, you, haven't um, got, you haven't got a dog to uh, fill your sorrows? Oh, no. Which is, Did you like one? Well, I would just like one, one of one. I would just like in time. The thing is, I only I only really like one kind of dog. Yeah, which is whippets. A whippy, yeah, yeah, a nice skinny whippy, a blue one. Yeah, and they're the kinds I like because they have just really cute um, little snout kangaroo faces like this, which yeah. I like. <laughs> they are like that. I love a whippet. They're so like vulnerable. Do you remember that time that we were on the beach and we saw a whippet and we cried? Yeah, yeah we both like cried. It was we, too we nice. Like, no, it's just the wind. It was when we were like, no, it's the whippet. <laughs> It was a really nice one. Yeah, it was a nice one. What What's your favourite dog? Uh, I like a whippet and a greyhound and stuff like that. Um, oh yeah, I like a greyhound. I also like a... I like what, most dogs. What was that dog that, <laughs> that dog that you are offended by because it was your like grandma's old dog or something? <laughs> a, be- a beagle. I don't like beagles. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't mind really cute tiny beagle puppies. Maybe I'm like a bit ageist towards dogs. I don't, didn't. <laughs> no, it was just this one dog. This one dog that my grandparents had that was like just old and a bit diseased and like really fat just like waddled around loads and like couldn't breathe properly and was just really sad and it was fucking called lucy 
Oh, yeah. but that's no reason not not to like her. She's probably just a depressed dog. She smelled loads. I think that was the main problem. Oh, yeah. And I was like seven. So. I hate um, I hate dog smell. That would be a real yeah, barrier to dog same. ownership for me. Yeah, because I really like those really old men dogs. Those like. Um, terrier ones i don't like them because they oh, stink. i really like them but they stink which is upsetting but um the ones those little wiry ginger gingery ones that look like old men but anyway yeah um enough about dogs on to um what you're longing and living for well what i am living for is um well as i've gone on about since time immorium in memoriam <laughs> Since time immemorium, is that it? <laughs> it is now. Since the dawn of time, um, is that I've just been unwell. And um, my boss, I think just out of sheer revulsion of me, mm. um, and just also being nice, yeah. has let me work from home the past couple of days. Because I went to work and I was so disgusting. And I had two tissues shoved up my nose. Like, I was like, be here. Yeah, I was like in an Excel document, just like doing some work with two Kleenex shoved <laughs> up my nose. And everyone was like, you need to yeah, not like, be here. You're doesn't disgusting. agree with BBC policy. No. So then um, I've been working from home the past couple of days, which has been nice. And so what I have been living for are my, and I know I'm going to sound posh here and it's because I am, my cashmere jogging bottoms that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> Olivia, show yourself. <laughs> stand <laughs> up. <laughs> no, stand up. They're really nice. Let me see them. Yeah, I mean, look, Lucy, you've had a little stroke. I have you? had a little stroke. Incredibly soft. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, yeah. That's so, a nice luxury for I, you. I like to wear these when I am lounging slash WFH. So that's <laughs> that's what I've been doing. I've been fifth harmonying my life away. And what have I? What I've only tied all time we're here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah if only girl can dream um and what i've been longing for mm-hmm. um this week is in the next couple of weeks probably by the time but yes yeah, so by the time this ep goes out it'll be um a couple of days away i'm finally going to see hamilton oh i know yeah, yeah. i can't yeah. wait yeah no i'm very excited for you to do that and it's something that i'm jealous about even though like i was just saying to you earlier that i haven't actually fully listen to Hamilton or anything but I just know that it is going to be amazing and that it is amazing and I'm surprised even at myself that I have not listened to the full Hamilton soundtrack I think maybe I'm like take like keeping it from myself because I would like it too much yeah I mean you should just see it because okay, yeah. it's not too hard to get tickets now well it isn't is it now so um yeah might do well I'll wait for your rave review and I mean then... it'll be a rave I'm yeah. sure but um I can't wait for that how about you what are you living and longing for this week I Lucy? am this week I am living for the fact that tomorrow night we might go out for a nice dance to a solely pop based party yeah so, we agree with pop don't we yeah we agree with pop and oftentimes we find ourselves out and we're like why is none of this music got lyrics because we want the lyrics and uh tomorrow night we are hopefully going to as long as you can get those kleenex out your nose uh, (laughs) in time um we're going to parzan which is a cool uh arts and culture cooperative space in manchester and they're putting on their pop party called friend zone and it's very queer parzan yeah yeah parzan is great and um my little sister went to the first friend zone, which we couldn't go to. And she said it was basically just all the music I would ever want from a night out. And she's like gagging for me to go to this one. So yeah. she's like desperate for it because she knows I love it so much. So I am living for that because it's going to be like a good time. I'm longing for episode two of Fleabag. Oh, yes. Because episode one was, as we predicted, 
stunning. It was perfect, it wasn't was it? It was so good. It was yeah. even better than I thought it could be. Yeah, and also, like, can I just say, yeah. not to be, um, obviously, we'll get into the actual ep in a second, yeah. not to be too objectifying, but hello, that jumpsuit. <laughs> she looked amazing. What's a jumpsuit? She, she looks, looks great. Gorgeous. Well, as she said in the episode, Phoebe. she had been doing all the things. Yeah. So she's looking great. Um, yeah, no, she, she's she's one hun. My mum um, was like, spent the whole episode just because I watched, I went, oh, yeah. I went home and watched it with her, and she was transfixed with the jumpsuit and how one would um, arrange themselves in order to wear it in such an effective way. And then I had to... Um, God, I would not be able to wear that jumpsuit. No, I had to open her eyes to the fact that um, such a thing as tit tape exists. Oh, did she not know about tit tape? I mean, maybe she maybe she did know, but I was just like, oh, that. And she was like, oh, yeah. I guess she just hadn't thought about it. She was just too busy being transfixed by the jumpsuit. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I'm sure, I'm sure she knows. I mean, yeah. she's, she's a woman of sartorial... She is. She is. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I thought the episode was amazing. The you know the fact that you can if you can write something that uh, is just set around one scenario, one like what like a half hour like actual just space of time and it'd be so like gripping well i think you, like, you, you can tell so much that um that fleabag started as um as a piece of theater yes because she very much writes like a theater writer yes, yeah. and she writes like um like 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 it's a play and it was so nice as well to see olivia coleman back in that role yeah. being utterly revolting <laughs> as the, She's is a the horrendous evil, character the evil stepmother, stepmother yeah. character the, the all the characters are so like like uh nuance and perfect and they all have this like great um uh you know their interpersonal relationships are so like layered and it's great um and yeah i really like the addition of uh the, the priest yeah the priest but um i was trying to remember the actor's name but i can't remember it um but who played moriarty in like the sherlock series yes. who's a great actor um and he looks like a, going to be a very good character in the future episodes and i am longing for up to i can't wait i agree with it's it it's very exciting to look forward to some telly like we talked about last week yeah so that's what I'm longing and living for. Are you watching anything else on telly at the moment? Am I watching anything else on telly? Uh, not really. Um, me and my little sister have gotten into this weird habit of like watching 90210, which is on <laughs> on right. repeat on, like, I don't know, 4 Music or something, like every night. And that show, because I remember we used to watch it at uni. Yeah, because I used to really like No More Drama Adriana. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what I keep just saying to Izzy over and over. <laughs> and, or, or like Adam will be like, Who, who's, who's that? What's her name? And I'll be like, uh, No More Drama Adriana. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, so I've been watching that bit, but like, um, not really been watching anything else, I have to say. Uh, I've been... Actually, no, I did. I've started rewatching Game of Thrones because the Game of Thrones date has like dropped of when the last series is going to come out, which is oh, April okay. 14th. Did you want to so see more like of a... Lord Shagai? Yeah, I just yeah. couldn't get enough of Lord Delish. So, um, uh, yeah, I've started like rewatching from series four because I don't have enough time to rewatch all of it, but I'd quite like to rewatch some to actually remember it. I've watched out, so, like yeah. four episodes, including mm. that one where Ed Sheeran was randomly in it. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah so don't was, agree with that. That was weird. Imagine. Yeah. Um, Yes, no, so I've just been watching that. But what about you? We've been watching anything? Um, well, Fleabag, obviously. Yeah. And um, I have been watching on Amazon Prime um, a series which I think I might have mentioned a few weeks ago, Dietland. Oh, don't um, know. So it's it's on Amazon Prime. I think I mentioned it because I was listening to that podcast called Unladylike. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. the um, the key protagonist in in Dietland um, was in that podcast for right. two apps, and their podcast apps were called How to Leave Dietland, and it's all about diet culture and stuff. Okay. Anyway, this series is called Dietland, and it's about this character called plum and she um has all of these issues around um her weight and eating and just kind of her whole 
personhood and yeah. she has you know people around her who are trying to kind of up uplift her and make her see that there's you know more to more to life than that and sort of see sort of make her see herself the way that they see her so it, it's funny actually because the key people in her life like her friends and her mum and stuff they're really sort of supportive of her as right. she is but it sort of starts where she's really really down on herself and she feels like the only way that she's going to be happy is if she has bariatric surgery right and all of this cosmetic surgery afterwards okay to become um alicia which is her actual birth name ah, okay, um, okay which she's never used she's always been called plum ah. and so I really she like plum as a name i do yeah. and so um, nice. she she just believes that this character alicia is just gonna solve all of these problems and so it's kind of about that but it's way more than just that that sort of really old ropey conceit of oh somebody doesn't like how they look and people are horrible to them and they like feel better because yeah. someone's nice to them yeah, or they yeah. get a boyfriend or yeah. something it's 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 so much more than that that's and cool it's quite dark as yeah. well it's quite dark and i'm a couple of episodes off the end and it's a lot to do with um, mental health obviously and um it's quite stylized and there's this part where she is coming off antidepressants and all the sort of hallucinations and yeah. strange thoughts yeah. she has and it's not really afraid to explore that and um yeah i i was quite surprised that it it goes a little bit deeper than a lot of the other films and tv shows that sort of handle those subjects do so i've been really impressed with it cool. although i have seen um that it hasn't been recommissioned unfortunately oh, yeah um i don't know maybe it'll find a home somewhere else yeah, but I, st- I still have a couple of episodes to go but i would highly recommend that if you have amazon prime mm, um yeah. to watch that okay good good shout out um it's also been 20 years since the film cruel intentions came yes, out which i you believe? saw that I've seen loads and loads of tweets of like most iconic end scene etc yeah like, iconic performances do you remember the first stuff. time you watched that film no Right, and also this is a film that, and this is like classic me. Turns out that I don't feel like I have as much a link with it as I feel like I should have. Oh, okay. do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's something that I feel like I definitely should know about. Uh, yeah, it's a film that I feel like I should be more connected to, and yet I am not. I have seen it, but I think I saw it like once. A long time ago and don't really remember it so it's something i want to rewatch. actually and actually when i saw the articles and stuff about it being 20 years i was like i'm gonna watch that yeah and then i can talk about it yeah and i think that like it was it was such an iconic film because it really it really went there with um toxic friendships and yeah. death and lesbianism and drugs and all of these things that were just not really talked about yeah. in the same way that um that they were in this film and i always remember when i saw that kiss for the first time between yeah. Selma Blair's character um Cecile and Sarah Michelle Gellar's character Catherine because they had like a spit string that went from their yes. mouths <laughs> and i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> foreshadowing to Rachel Weisz <laughs> yeah yeah kind of um, but I always remember thinking like that's not the clean cut straight people right. Hollywood Disney kids yeah, yeah, yeah. that's two women and a spit string yeah. <laughs> so as you just said um, about watching that for the first time so how old were you would you think when you watched that well I remember I was round at my friend's house who was a year older than me right. and she sort of always like got me onto the cool things oh, all the cool things yeah because yeah. she just knew a bit more okay and she was did you have that friend where she was the one, I suppose, because you didn't had, have any. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you, you know, you had you had an older sister, so it might have been mm. different. But I was gonna say, did you have that friend whose old clothes you had when they were like too 
big for them and then you had them yeah not really but did with my sister and like her mate sometimes that would get some of their clothes yeah 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 she yeah. always used to get like yeah the really cool you know like um it, this might have been when you were not living in the uk but when i was growing up here mm. they had like it was a big thing to have like holographic sleeveless tops. So it would be like a sleeveless top made of this like horrendous, like really scratchy material. And it would have like a photograph scanned onto it of like a blue sky or of like a a paradise island. Right, I can completely imagine that. And my mum would never let me buy them because she said they were too common. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I know. So I wasn't wasn't allowed them, but then I would um, sometimes get them off this friend. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I'd be like, yes. And just, black market goods yeah exactly so i used to always really enjoy that so anyway it was it was that friend oh, okay with her, yeah. cool, with her cool t-shirts that got me onto yeah. um cruel intentions i was probably about i think it's quite young yeah because i because interesting you saying it's like your older friend who who um introduced you to it in the same way i know that my sister and her friends were like obsessed with it and i think yeah they, she was slightly older and maybe i was that, maybe about 11 of, yeah that makes sense that tracks but what i was going to say was um so, you know, it's been like, well, it's World Book Day today that we're recording. Yes. Um, which is obviously mainly like a, a charity set up to like uh, make sure that children can read and that all children should have access to books, etc. Um, but what I was going to ask and actually kind of links to how you said that, you know, you saw this um, kiss and you thought, oh, that's different to all the straight kissings. Were there any books in your childhood when you grew up that sort of gave you like queer, queer longing queer feelings longing. and stuff like that, that oh. sort of like spoke to you in a way that you went, mm, that's a bit different. That is a great question. Well, I always remember when I went to Waterstones with um, a girl that I fancied and we both bought Sugar Rush. Oh, nice. Yeah. What a like moment. Yeah. Because I never, I only ever came across Sugar Rush as like a TV show and also a lot later in my life as with everything, Aww. turns out. Oh my God, such a baby <laughs> game. Um, but uh, yeah, how, how was that? How old were you then? Oh, probably about 14. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you like buy it and then like hide it when you got home and that to read it or what? Yeah, I think I think I did, and I also ended up going out with girls. I know. Success ah. on all fronts. Um, <laughs> First came the literature, then came not marriage. Yeah, then came <laughs> not marriage, but um, went out with them for a bit. So. Yeah, nice, good one. Um, yeah, um, so I remember I remember reading that, and that was like um, a real key book. And that same girl actually, um, she was really obsessed with The Catcher in the Rye, as right. we all. Oh. Whereas as teenagers, yes. it was like that oh, thing. So alienated. Oh, and so I me. just, I just like read that book as soon as I could, so I could talk to her about yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That so, is so whilst that book books, isn't yeah. kind of like inherently like queer no, in the same no, way, no, no. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I think I was more thinking of like things that weren't necessarily like particularly queer that like brought to you like feelings of like how how, how things could be. Yeah. So, like for me, I, like it was like things that just displayed like strong female friendship or like. Um, strong just female identity so like I would say someone was like the worst witch oh my god yes so the worst witch like um, obviously had great like female friendships and obviously was at an all-girls school those things and it no I just think it did have this sort of musing in my mind of being like oh yeah so great just hanging out all girls I think I probably felt like that um, about little women even though they're all sisters right yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> sisters of another kind yeah um but i think yeah that i think you're right that whole um that whole idea of of female friendship and connection and, yeah. and camaraderie and 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 kind of doing 
being there for each other emotionally yes. and and just physically being there yeah. and hanging out and those sort of more intimate relationships that you that you have yeah and I think that historically doing that through um depicting relationships between sisters was probably just the best way to get that across because it's a relationship that's a lot more sort of like permitted and you can have that level of intimacy yeah without it being you know sort of scandalized yeah or, yeah um, questioned yeah yeah and um, I also actually having thought about it a bit more another book that really did that for me was i capture the castle by dodie smith oh i love that book. yeah it's one of my favorite yes, books that, that, that also did that for me as well yeah yes, now and, that you mention it and do you remember the um i can't remember whether she, whether she was their mum or their stepmom and stepmom, stepmom I, think. I think yeah and she was this like wild character and in the book um she she they like live on sort of like the moors yeah. don't they yeah and she used to leave the house every morning like come rain or shine usually rain at like five in the morning and would ride yeah. a horse naked yes. or like walk around naked like hacking through the moors um just like wearing like some galoshes yep. and that's it yep. and I thought that book was like so romantic and it didn't have these characters where you know a lot of women were just sat around in empire line dresses waiting exactly. for someone to knock on the door like they were just dead poor and they yeah, made and they their were own like fun sort of, and... they were sort of wild and free and yeah. like liberated women it wasn't yeah i love that book so much yeah, yeah. and um, i guess sisters as well the the virgin suicides is another one yeah because they yeah, they definitely. had that sort of obviously mm-hmm. close and intense um relationship but yeah i haven't read i capture the castle in ages now i'd actually love to reread oh, that yeah. i write this from the kitchen sink oh. get it open <laughs> and speaking of sisters and female relationships in books mm-hmm. have you heard that the babysitters club is coming to netflix i have i am so psyched for that was that a thing for you growing yeah, up yeah the babysitters club was like such a thing because i used to go to an american school yeah not in america and in, in malaysia and um they used to do this thing called like like scholastic book days where they just have like all these books come shipped over from America yeah. and you could go into the library and buy them and it was like so exciting because there wasn't really like as much like of that sort of literature available in like the shops in Malaysia so um, we'd always go like mum would like buy us like whatever books we wanted whatever and I love the babysitter's books so, did I. so I'm so excited Dawn for that Dawn Schaefer what you like? <laughs> what I like Dawn? Who was your favourite character? Oh god I don't know Mine's between Claudia and Stacy because okay, Stacy yeah, was yeah. like the glamorous one, and she had a boyfriend really early on. Yes, which I thought was really cool. Ugh, and then yeah. Claudia was cool because she had a phone in a bedroom. Yeah, and she really loved junk food, so I could just get yes, on board with all those say, things. Yeah, I was going to say which one of the ones loved junk food. Yeah, yes, and it was always yeah, like, yeah. oh, Claudia pulled out like a bag of ding dongs in between this like hollowed out book that she had in her bookshelf. <laughs> ten thousand Twinkies lining. Yeah, all the shelves, so yeah. Um, so they're bringing yes, that back for ten yeah. episodes. Yeah, I think there'll be loads of. Loads of fun. Did you ever watch the Babysitters Club film? No, I didn't. Did you? Have yeah. You? Is you it good? Should, should we should, watch it? Let's yeah. watch it. You should okay. watch it. Okay. Um, put we'll, it on my list. Yeah, we'll we'll find it mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I can't wait for that. I don't actually know when it's. Um, I think it's just coming. been sort of like announced, hasn't it? Um, as like something that's going to come. And I wonder if they will do any sort of queering of it. Well, I know. So this is a question. So Bus- Bustle did mm-hmm. um, an article about that, and they were talking about just like how queer all of the characters were. Probably for the same reasons that we've just sort of explored those yeah. really intense um, interpersonal relationships between all those female characters and you know it stands to reason that a group of that many girls one of them's going to be queer surely if not all as we've said before the stats the stats don't lie <laughs> um so really, really um, looking forward to that. <laughs> Love the stats. Yeah, no, that'll be great. And speaking of a load of women hanging out together, our favourite day, um, <laughs> NASA's first all-female spacewalk mm. will um, happen during Women's History Month. Oh, great. And of course, obviously, it's International Women's Day tomorrow. 
Um, yes, of yeah. course. Well, it will have already happened by the time this goes out. That's but correct. For, for us, it's I'm really tomorrow. bad at pod timeline. It's difficult. <laughs> yeah. to get yourself in that headspace of it, it, of it not being the time. It is difficult, <laughs> but um, there's some there's some good bits on BBC One. So go back and look right. at them on iPlayer. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, NASA's first all-female spacewalk will happen during um, Women's History Month, which is March, and they are set to conduct the International Space Station spacewalk on March the 29th, and it'll be um, all-female. So um, it's scheduled for March the 29th, and... Um, a great day for women, a sad day for Britain. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll, and it, yeah, that's true. Um, but it'll apparently last around seven hours wow and it's the first with only women so is so what just is the spacewalk is that them just what does that entail an actual spacewalk i think it's to do with testing equipment and um doing like work on the yeah on the space space station yeah yeah (laughs) take it up with an astronaut lucy i'm not the bloody astronaut please i don't know be about going down science park yeah okay but no that is great all packed to them and yes there should be um Loads of uh, women only spacewalks. And actually, this week, Lucy, it's not just you that can be sporty because I've actually got the sporty spice oh, this week. Oh, please. Yeah, I have. I've done it. I'm the sporty one, though. I know, it's true. Yeah, your baby spice? Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, would no, you, would baby spice. Baby gay spice. <laughs> would you be, oh, you'd be a bit ginger spice, though, but you oh, don't, okay. but you don't have ginger spice's personality, I don't think. No, okay. Well, what, what personality do you have? Tell me. What's I probably have more of Ginger Spice's personality. Yeah, you do. Maybe a bit Ginger, maybe a bit... Um, I'm Ginger and Baby um, mixed together. Ginger baby, yeah. You yeah. Are. You are. I'm a Ginger baby. You're a Ginger baby. Um, a gingerbread baby. Uh, yeah, you do love gingerbread. I don't know. I don't know which one you are. Probably mm. a mixture of sporty and baby. Okay. Yeah, I'll go for that. You're, yeah. a, you're a sporty baby. I'm a sporty baby. And love I'm it. a ginger baby. Okay, great. Glad um, we had this conversation. <laughs> Let's know who you are. So the sporty spice this week is that um, the women's cycling race in Belgium was forced to stop because the lead rider in the women's race caught up to the men's race, which started ten minutes before. Oh heaven for fend! I know that such a thing would happen. So. Um, um, the Swiss cyclist Nicole Hanselman, um, she got into an early lead, like mm. two minutes ahead, mm. and then they had to like sort it all out because she was just going to like bashing into the men's race. I absolutely fucking love it. I know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, she's quoted as saying. Um, it was a bit sad for me because I was in a good mood <laughs> and when the bunch sees you stopping they just get a new motivation to catch you yeah. she told Cycling News we could just see the ambulances of the men's race I think we stop for five or seven minutes and then it just kills your chances yeah, it's, it's actually like complete bullshit because she like like she says she was on a roll like straight up ahead and then it kills all that momentum and kills like the story of that just to be like oh sorry because you're about to catch up with some men yeah and apparently um, she described the whole ordeal um, as an awkward moment and she um, put something on Instagram saying maybe the other men maybe the other women and me were too fast or the men too slow <laughs> love it <laughs> um, yes that's my sporty spice this week you very impressed nice one very impressed thank you love it love that you're uh, getting into the sporty spice so what else has been going on in the news this week right so elsewhere in the news this week in Birmingham in England um, there's been a bit of controversy at a local school I'm sure you've heard about it it's been very big news yeah um about um, a group of parents pulling children out of school um, in protest because of challenging the No Outsiders programme, which is like a series of lessons, like RE sort of lessons, like PSHE lessons, educate children about same-sex relationships and differing relationships from just the heteron- heteron- heteronormative one. So a group of parents have been pulling their kids out of school, saying that the lessons promote homosexuality and that it's confusing for their children and it's inappropriate, especially considering 
that they are predominantly Muslim students and it conflicts with their religious beliefs. So have you seen about this? And there's been obviously lots of chat around it and reactions. Yeah, I have I have been following it. And I, I actually saw a really good tweet that comedian Joe Lysert Yeah, um, I saw that too. Did. It's very good. Yeah, so, so he says... FYI, LGBTQ plus people are in your schools, in your hospitals, we are in your families. We exist in every culture, in every religion, on every continent. You may not want your kids to know about us, but they will, because many of them are us, and we are really fucking cool. <laughs> I love that. It's a great, a great response. Um, I've also seen quite a lot of responses on Twitter, etc. Let me start again, because I haven't actually said who this is. So yeah, I've also seen um, some responses on Twitter, including some from some Muslims who are not happy about the uh, response that's been made by these parents. Especially a good thread was by Umar Kazmi, who's at Umar Kazmi on Twitter, who said that, I thought he put it quite well, uh, he said people are entitled to their religious beliefs and they're entitled to teach those to their children but they can certainly neither expect from nor demand of a school especially a state-funded one that a vital program is stopped on the basis of those beliefs so um he says that schools are centers of learning for everyone and they need to be inclusive inclusive of everyone if parents want to give their children a religious education with certain moral values about lgbt issues they can do that in their own homes like they do with everything else. So for example, and he gave like a good, which I thought put it in a good perspective, and he gave a good example of if, if it's on the grounds of religious beliefs. Uh, so he went on to point out that, um, you know, not everything that is taught in schools is can be uh, in keeping with your religious, religious beliefs. For example, like at school, children are taught about alcohol, what's safe, what the law is. Um, and its effects and alcohol is everywhere part of our society and even though you know muslim parents and if you're a strict muslim you wouldn't drink so you would be teaching your children about that at home in the way you can but that it's not part of the state and the school to be educating on that and even straight sex because a lot of um religious communities don't believe in um sex before marriage yes exactly um yeah and i saw i did or condoms yeah well exactly and I, I did see some um some tweets that uh that you know a bit more like light humored on this on this subject of being like right so you're you're not happy about people learning about same-sex relationships but you're you're all you're happy as hell to like be like oh have you got a boyfriend to like toddlers oh my god yeah. yes <laughs> which that. is not a good thing yeah so or like oh he's a little heartbreaker yeah and he's oh, like oh he's gonna be a heartthrob isn't he he's, gonna he's like break three out. and a half oh, lock up your old. daughters yeah like eight months yeah what? lock up your daughters is the worst thing i've oh, ever heard i hate lock up your daughters so much yeah so um we're watching that with a close eye to see actually what sort of happens especially it's it's definitely still developing the story and there's a lot more sort of being reported around it. And I think it, you know, this is just one school, but I think it speaks to, as as a lot of people are saying on um, Twitter, just a, a much bigger issue yeah. um, across a lot of schools and a lot of communities. And how do we balance more private um, sort of secular yeah. beliefs with, um, with state-funded state-funded programs which are catering to lots of different communities yeah, and cultures so um you know how do you kind of forge a path through that yeah and there is definitely interesting conversations to be had about the balance between those two things and i think that that is what this is raising more than anything so there's a lot to be said and um i think that we will hear more and more about that as the days go on another story this week is obviously about the tragic death of prodigy frontman keith flint yeah. who um took his own life um really 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 uh sadly earlier this week yeah. um one really heartwarming 
heartwarming um, story that I did see come out of it amongst absolutely loads because mm. it just seemed like he was an amazing, lovely, warm, generous man. Yeah, it affected a lot of people's lives with, you know, just his own self and his music. Yeah, yeah. This was a story from um, James Blunt. Oh, okay. And I thought it was just, it was really interesting and it's it's a bit of um, a clap back from James Blunt to a few other people in the business, which oh, okay. I thought was interesting. So he says... At the Q Awards years ago, when at Noel Gallagher was saying he was leaving Ibiza because I'd moved there, and (laughs) at Damon Albarn refused to be in the same picture as me, and Paul Weller was saying he'd rather eat his own shit than work with me, Keith Flint came over, gave me a hug, and said how thrilled he was for my success. Keith, I only met you once, but I shed a tear at the news of your death. In our business, there are no prizes for being kind, but if there was, the Grammy would be yours. Oh, that's lovely. It's so nice. And also, absolute shade thrown. At, proper ats yeah, as well. He's tagged mentioned. All, he's tagged all three of those of those men in the in the Twitter. I mean, uh, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not surprised any of those men are dickheads. So, <laughs> but it just go. It, it just it just goes to show because I think that to a lot of people, um, Keith Flynn and the Prodigy were seen as this sort of hyper masculine, really hard yeah. rock punk band. Yeah. Yeah, they have this sort of um, yeah um, facade of like yeah toughness and like and hyper masculinity, like, yeah. and so it just goes to show um, yeah what what a sweet guy um, it seems that that he really was. And um, there's another um, story about Keith Flint from a woman who said how she ended up giving birth to um, a prodigy song. Oh really? So um, Fiona Mills, who is at Fiona Mills One on Twitter, writes so sad about Keith Flint. I gave birth to my eldest son accompanied by Firestarter playing away because my husband had, in a mad panic, picked up the wrong tape. And instead of giving birth to Enya and Ocean Sounds, it was the prodigy. I don't regret it either. That is brilliant. <laughs> so re- really lovely stories um, coming in about um, about Keith Flint. So yeah, absolutely devastating, but lovely that he's being remembered in such yeah, a warm way. Yeah, that is really nice. So speaking of music and uh, what might be come to be music legends, what is your track of the week, Olivia? Well, I think in light of my Hamilton excitement, oh, yeah. it has to be one from the Hamilton soundtrack. And I know that this is maybe um, a lesser known song right. um, from the soundtrack, but it's got to be Burn. Okay, yeah. What's what's it about? So it's basically about when Hamilton has his um, big fall from from Grace. Okay, yeah. And he, he, well, I don't want to spoil it, but shall I spoil it? Anyway, spoiler alert. I know the story of okay. the life of Alexander Hamilton. Well, so. <laughs> he has, he has um, I mean, he, but actually you say that, but he wasn't that much of a well-known figure before Hamilton. No, that's true. That's true. But I did a lot of like American history when I was a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. of course. So, so did you learn about Alexander Hamilton I, in school? Vaguely, yes. Like a bit, like I, I know it very vaguely. Oh, but okay. Definitely did learn about him as right. a name. So he, so he has this big fall from grace and he ends up um, doing some extramarital activities <gasps> and just a load of naughty things that he shouldn't be doing. And he just becomes too obsessed with um, what legacy he's going to leave and how he's going to be this sort of big remembered man right. in American history. And it's just about how he messes up a lot of his private life, basically. Okay. And his wife sings this song called 
burn about how you know he's taken their love and, and he's let it burn by his actions and oh it's just it's so full of scorn and oh, venom I love yeah. it it sounds raw yeah it's yeah. really raw it like okay. honestly brings tears to my eye when I listen to it are you it. gonna be weeping in the whichever theater it is you're going to absolutely okay well, knowing me as I know myself not, yes not a dry eye in the house no and it won't be mine putting out that fire that's burning um what about you um for me my uh track of the week is as you know self-esteem yeah, self-esteem, 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 self-esteem. <laughs> yeah. The very one. Yeah. Uh, so her album came out on the 1st of March. Yeah, it's a great album yeah. cover as well. Yeah, and it's called Compliments, Please. Which yeah. It's like a great name. Yeah. <laughs> it's what we always say after we put out uh, an episode of this party. We're like, <laughs> bring in the compliments. <laughs> but it's a great, like, so I listened to, I've been listening to the album uh, sort of just to get a feel for it. And it's a great mix of like, proper bangers and like really like poppy ballads as well it's got a really good sound but my track of the week is probably the best which is like the lead single off it that's like the one that i've like found through to the album yeah um and yeah i'd really recommend it it's a really good song and the album's great so give it a listen and she's coming to uh manchester next week and might go see it where yes on thursday night Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so maybe. Maybe. There are, still, there are still tickets. But yeah, I think it's a really interesting new outfit for uh, Rebecca Taylor off of, because obviously she was in Slow Club, which was like huge in Sheffield when we were sort of at uni there. So um, it's an interesting new sound for her and a great album. And also on music, have you seen the new Allure cover featuring Lizzo? Oh, I have. She looks gorgeous. I know. She is just like making that violet um, eyeshadow work for oh her. God, I wish, Do you wish not I could. I think? wish I could. Well, I actually have a lilac eyeshadow and it's really Do old. You? Yeah, it's a it's a Bobby Brown eyeshadow. Oh my god, Bobby Brown. My sister used to have the Bobby Brown book and yeah. she used to like pour over it. Um, I've had it for <laughs> ages and I'm just wondering like where that is because maybe I'll just crack it back out. Do it. Um, do a Lizzo. Do a Lizzo inspired makeup look. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, yeah, so she looks completely um, gorgeous on the cover as you can imagine and um, she was talking a lot about plus size fashion and how it's just a nightmare to get people to, to be able to dress her and yeah. it's just crap. So she says um, if you're not making clothes for me and if you don't want to make clothes for me I don't want to wear your designs I look good in other things anyway but call me if you want to dress me if you want to change the game and dress a fat body call me um, <laughs> call me beat me if you want to dress me oh my god yeah I love that compostable <laughs> reference yeah. and apparently Lizzo's airdrop name is 100% that bitch <sighs> love that and she is 100% that bitch yeah and um, so I think that she ended up actually wearing Marc Jacobs and oh, it's okay. this like really nice um, floral dress with a sort of like feather boa Ooh, yeah, around I can it see, I can see that being worn like in a nice sort of a uh, prairie uh, getting some nice cold iced tea on a hot day yeah some like hot prairie mm, realness yeah yeah um so check that out if you if you haven't seen it Do you know what's good for you lizzo on the cover of a law and i also think it's really interesting now that a lot of um celebrities and singers aren't afraid to make quite a lot of bold statements that maybe in the past they wouldn't have made right yeah you know in articles and stuff people are being a lot more um outspoken which is really nice um to hear i think it comes also from like a lot of like everyone having more of a platform for a, for a voice you've everyone's got social medias etc so you, you have to have more of a voice now in a yeah, sense. Or, yeah. Or, or you're 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 allowed the liberty of a voice yeah because you're not you're not being curated all the yes. time and it's almost as though you know brands or websites or magazines have to kind of get with what you're about in order to feature you rather than the other way around exactly yeah um, so maybe it's that but um i was reading um a good article from broadly this week mm-hmm. um about the future of the feminist movement and 
12 leading voices um, in the feminist movement um, have responded um, to that question with um, describing what their sort of ideal um, feminist future would look like. So I wanted to read out um, a couple because there is one from our absolute hun of life, singer and songwriter King Princess. Oh, yes. So she says, now see how far yours aligns with hers, okay? (laughs) Okay, I'll take notes. So for me, it would look like gays and women and people of colours just running shit. All the white men in this narrative, they're still a couple, but they're like very docile. Just give money to women to fund their ideas. They're like a bank. (laughs) In this future, the Oscars would have very few old white people and we would just honour incredible female queer black trans art. And we'd end this idea that you have to watch or enjoy certain content just to prove you're woke. We just watch good content. And also every club would be a drag bar. Damn, this world is really good. (laughs) That sounds great. Yeah. I'm on board with that, King Princess. You agree with it? Yeah, I can agree with that and get on board with uh, their idea of um, what sounds like, to be honest, a utopia. Yeah, and I think that the really interesting thing that I pulled from that is um, that we'd end the idea that you have to watch or enjoy certain content just to prove your work. Yeah, that that was a great line. It's this idea that that is very pervasive in our culture at the moment, that like you have to watch certain things or consume certain things, not for their merit, but for just how you look doing the thing of consuming them. Yeah, um, and to make sure you tick the box of being like, oh, I've watched that, which means that I'm woke about this or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I think I think that like what she's saying is that we need to go a little bit deeper than that and not just um you know talk about and just do some surface level consuming of things because we feel like we would look good while we do it or that it would make for um you know an attractive soundbite or instagram post that would make us seem woke or um attractive to other people because of how it makes us look while we do it yeah um so i think that's like a a really interesting um a really interesting note for this sort of like post instagram world Mm. um where that is very much like on the cards but a couple of other people that i wanted to point out roxanne gay we all know her writer editor professor new york times bestselling author and she says um if i were to envision a feminist utopia it would be women in power in real sustained power in their personal lives and in the public sphere you'd see a world where people weren't talking about what a young female congresswoman is wearing yes absolutely uh, yeah absolutely that one um i mean it's even true of like theresa may and her kitten heels you yeah, don't get that with anyone yeah, else do you exactly and bell hooks um feminist theorist and writer says it's really very simple our stewardship would be both to the earth and to gender it wouldn't be to some high-tech anything it would be the complete embodiment of simple living nice. so that sounds very much like our um, lesbian utopia where yeah. we're all just gonna live on a commune doesn't it yeah it does yeah our commune can't wait for our commune i know so what's what's your job gonna be <laughs> You know what my job is. <laughs> <laughs> no, the commune job, not your job now. My commune job is. I think I'm. I'm. Um, I'm going to be chefing, aren't I? I'm. I'm suey. Oh as yeah. As I like to call me when I'm cooking. Um, I'll be doing lots of cooking, and um, I don't know what else. Just being like a bit of a mum. Yeah, a mum yeah. to us all. That'd be really nice. Yeah. Okay. What about you? What are you going to be doing? I don't know. Because what am I? What can I do? Well, anything. Can I be the the podcast producer of? Well, um... yeah. I mean, we're going to have to keep doing the podcast, <laughs> so we're going to be doing that as well. Okay. Um, yeah, you'll be the podcast producer, and also the. I'll make the spaghetti bolognese. You will make the bolognese. I was thinking of that because you are the best bowl. Yeah. So yeah, get on with it. Right. So big when, vat, big well, vat of it. When it's spaghetti bolognese night, you can have a bath. 
Oh, thanks. I know. I'm nice to you. Oh, can't wait for the commune. I know exactly. This is what's going to be so great. But we do need to get a podcast studio in the commune. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of podcasts, I have been doing some podcast listening, obviously, as is my want, as is all of our wants, always. And I listened to, I do listen to the Illusionist podcast, which is by Helen Zaltzman, who um, is part of like the Answer Me This team, which was the first podcast I ever listened to back in the day. Um, and she now has her own podcast. She's had it for a couple of years called The Illusionist, which is all about language and words and stuff like that. That's what she's interested in and I listened to um, just the other day it was from a couple years ago I think but the episode entitled queer so it's all about the history of the word queer and how it's um, developed over over time so from it being what was what I found was interesting because a lot of people think that obviously queer was used as a derogatory term and then it was uh, reclaimed reclaimed as a you know positive term but actually originally according to like sort of the research she did and stuff like that it was originally used as a positive term way, like way 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 back in like sort of um oh god i can't do dates but I don't know <laughs> tudor times <laughs> <laughs> it was used as it was used first as people who self described as queer and so outside of the norm um and then it was then taken as a derogatory term right and then re reclaimed again later on it's so interesting how language sort of evolves and peaks and troughs in how it's yeah um yeah how it's perceived and how it's how it's used against and for people yeah um, definitely and that, and, and that word is really how power that words can have um and what they can hold in them so it was, it was a great episode i'd really recommend it i'll link it in the show notes but she well i wanted to ask you what you obviously we call the podcast queer longing um and what do you, what does queer mean to you well i think i probably first came across the word queer probably in in more of a negative way actually right yeah um not really from like my peers no but more from literature yeah okay so you know when i was growing up and maybe um you'd be reading books and encounter certain characters and how other characters talked about them and then they'd be like is he queer you know as if to be like is this character gay Mm. or something would usually be what what Mm -hmm. they're sort of meaning the the subtext of it so it'd usually be to me like a word that was a sort of shrouded in kind of mystery but also with this sort of negative layer to it so it'd be like you know like when people can't quite say the word so they say something like adjacent yes so to me that's how I first came across it I knew what gay was I knew what gay meant and and bi and those kinds of words but um when I heard queer to me that just signaled oh they are you know unhappy to say that actual word Mm, so they're just gonna say queer because they can't actually say what they mean which obviously of course now I know isn't what the word is but I do think in in books maybe that was sort of used like that because it was maybe like a bit more of um of a a polite term Mm, to use um you know what you know in like ye olde books where they're talking about those (laughs) characters and they'd be like oh is this guy queer and they wouldn't say is he gay or is no, she a lesbian? No. They'd be like, are they? Are they? Are they queer? Yes, yeah, no, definitely. I think. I think that's right. I think and, that and, was used like that. And even in like Sarah Waters' books, like mm. she, she'll never, she'll never say you know when they're talking about certain characters oh is she a lesbian or is she a gay woman like they they might do a bit but it's more just like is she a tom or is she queer and it would always be like these sort of other veiled words yes um for for gayness but now i feel like queer as kind of as you say has been re 
reclaimed and um it's a lot it feels like a hardier word yes definitely and um in this uh, podcast uh, she helen's often talks to like loads of different people um there's a bunch of like professors and other podcast hosts on and stuff and like jvn's on it and bits like that oh. um, so it's just loads of people talking about what queer means to them and stuff and i think i can't i can't remember who but somebody encapsulated it perfectly in the in the way that I think that for me, uh, queer is a word which can, it, it, obviously it's a word and a label, but it, it stands in place of any labels that are too defining. So it's, it can be used as a, I'm queer, I, I'm not, I don't know exactly what that is or what that means, but I'm not hetero, heteronormative. I yeah. am, I'm queer, I'm something different from that, but it doesn't mean that I have to say, I'm gay, I'm bi, I'm you know, what I'm, you know, asexual, etc. It doesn't mean any of those things. It could mean all or none of those things. And that that's quite a, it's like a great word for people to be able to use in that sense. And I think whilst they're still discovering yeah. if, what label they do want to identify as, um, if any. And I think as well as it being, you know, a good, a good word while people are figuring things out, say, it's also good for once you haven't figured it all out, but still holding on to those parts of your identity that you might not be as in touch with naturally in your day-to-day life because of how things have sort of fallen. Yeah, exactly. So it might be that you um, are a cis woman married to a heterosexual man and you might have, you know you might have a dead normal job and all of those things and you might not have very many gay friends but I think that like queerness is a way to still hold on to that identity when you might not be um as entrenched in that world sexually maybe definitely um because it's I think I think with with queerness yes it can encapsulate sexuality but it also doesn't have to whereas I feel like with lesbianism or gayness that is sort of part of it yes yeah in, in a way that queerness doesn't have to be necessarily yeah, no i think that that puts it perfectly um yes yeah, so it was a really good episode about the um etymology of the word queer and i'd recommend oh, it to I'm you all. definitely listen to yeah, that yeah definitely so it's that was good. the first podcast you ever listened to no the first podcast i ever listened to was answer me this which was which has helen zaltzman in which right. they started making years ago i started listening to that so long ago because i'm um, trying to think yeah of the first and they, podcast st- I they still to. they still make it but now they like it's like three of them, they all have like their own projects as well. And hers is this because her main like interest is words and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah, it's a great podcast. Loads of other really good episodes. I don't even remember like finding out what a podcast was. Mm. I don't remember how that all happened. I first started listening to podcasts at uni because my housemate, our friend, Sophie, she was listening to Answer Me This. And I think she, I think she showed it to me and was like, I think you like this or whatever. I always remember her listening to podcasts because she used to have them on her big iPod. <laughs> I. I was trying to remember what it... Do you you remember iPods? My gosh, what a blast from the past. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to remember, because you you want to say iPhone, but obviously it's not... No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was the iPod iPod Classic. I had them on my iPod Classic too. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and um, I just remember we used to listen to that, and um, I think we always... We we, we used to have a challenge of who was going to be the first one to get... Because basically, Answer Me This is based around people sending questions, and they answer anything. It's literally any questions. Okay. Uh, It's a very basic premise, but it works really well. And obviously, it has scope for everything. Yeah. Um, And we always used to have a challenge, like, who was going to get a question on first 
but I don't think either of us ever tried. Oh my god! <laughs> speaking of speaking of podcasts, I know we've discussed this this week, mm. but um, a podcast that I've really been enjoying only has two episodes out at the moment is Desert Island Dicks. Oh, it sounds great! Yeah, yeah. explain it to to the listeners. So, um, the the whole point of it is is the same sort of style as Desert Island Discs, only <laughs> instead of um, musical tracks, it is people that you would like to take to a desert island with you and sleep with love it so you can pick eight people yeah so it's like it's like that idea of like your list yeah and then i think at the end it's like oh if if everyone else died like who would you keep um (laughs) choose one yeah they've done two so far but um on their twitter you can actually apply to be on it oh right so i feel like are you you, you're thinking about it but have you got your list yet but this is the thing I, i love listening to it but i just think would i be that good on it because i can't think of the eight People. It's I don't a tough know. question. It's a really tough question. Yeah. Do you have anyone that you're like, I'm definitely taking them to the island? No. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I would probably take... Well, I'd take Cleo Duval. Yes, you would. I know I would take her. I know you would. And I'm not going to say any more in case I end up on the podcast. Well, this is the thing I was thinking. Like, <laughs> yeah, we can't, we can't say that much. Or, like, otherwise... Okay, I said, our, our I, I've said one. Now you say one. You have I to. Just someone, you must. Oh, actually, okay. Now I've come to think of it. It's got to be Billy Piper. That is a great yeah, one. because I want to. Because I want to. Ah! <laughs> and also, she is so beautiful and has that giant Joran face. What a face. And she's a very passionate woman. I've heard she's a passionate woman, yes. Oh, that is such a good one. <laughs> yes. And to be honest, I don't think she's up to much at the moment, so she'd probably be down for coming no, to the Desert exactly. Island. Come on, come on, Billy. Let's, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, so check that, <laughs> check that podcast out. It's Desert Island Dicks. Yeah. And um, look out for my appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> uh, I'll send my application in this week. <laughs> Speaking of um, people that we would like to have romantic dates with on a desert island, I was reading <laughs> um, a really good article um, about dating apps and the best and worst one-liners oh, that okay. you have received um, on dating apps yeah. or um, you know stuff like that. Yeah. So um, what experience um, do you have, if any, of um, bad <laughs> or good dating app openers? I mean, to be fair, I've never really been on the dating apps, have I? So, but I mean, and also I haven't, as we've discussed before previously, I haven't done much dating in my life, but um, I did once get sort of asked to go on a date by a message, which I think was a sort of like, do you, do you want to like go out at some point? Me being like, no, I don't think I do. I, I think I'm, I'm okay with not. And then <laughs> them just replying, uh, <laughs> Nando's, 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 question mark, smiley face. Oh. oh mystery. <laughs> mystery chicken eater. Um, and I have always uh, loved that as a line. I thought it was great. I mean, it didn't work. But... You didn't go to Nando's, Nando's, Nando's. No, I did Nando's. not go to Nando's, Nando's, Nando's. Oh, that's a shame. Sorry. Oh, you maybe could have had a free half chicken. Oh, well, I would have paid. I got, um, yeah, but you, you, you could have had a, a, a voucher left or something. <laughs> okay. I got... I got um what about a, you? I got an email from Nando's the other day saying that I've got half a chicken to use it's gonna run out. <laughs> it's gonna go off. So maybe I'll take take you to Nando's, oh Nando's, my God. Nando's. I don't do Nando's. Why don't you do Nando's? Well, in my uh, previous relationship, it was one of the rules of the relationship that we wouldn't go to Nando's. Well, maybe you can go so now. I haven't been for what, like six years? Oh my God, we should go. I don't really like Nando's. I think it's overrated. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I sorry. agree. Yeah. It's it's fine. It's fine, but I think it's expensive just for some chicken. Well, I have this friend, I think it's sort of all right price, but it's not like that interesting. Yeah. But I have this friend who's vegetarian, whose favorite yeah. restaurant is Nando's. Right, shocking. 
It's just, weird, just right? Like spicy rice or something. I don't know. It's just like all of the other bits. But when you think of Nando's, you don't really think that's like a vegetarian's favourite place not. to eat but um yeah a couple of vegetarians in that group like we're always going to nando's but um i did break it to you the day that i just don't think nando's is the shit yeah. and she was a bit shocked shit. but it's a bit of a hot take because the uk loves nando's the uk loves nando's can't get enough of nando's but i have had enough of nando's 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 okay. mark. what about you what um pickup lines have you had that have been terrible oh well i got a really good slash bad one the other day i'm trying to work out like where i land on it like do i think it's the best thing ever or do i think it's oh, the okay. worst interesting so the message the message was are you an appendix because i have the feeling i'm going to need to take you out <laughs> I mean, it's unique. I've not heard it before, but I think it's terrible. Yeah. But what (laughs) I I think anything like that's terrible. What I think would be even better is my friend suggested that I reply back and say, hi, are you an appendix? Because I can live without you. Yes. Brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, that's the perfect response. But I kind of don't want to be mean to someone who's reached out to me. I guess they're trying. Um, I just think that actual pickup lines are like that. Just... El replay only fine when you're like talking about them and being like aren't they funny especially because I can just yeah that's the only reason yeah. I like them so I can yeah. talk about them now but yeah I because I, when I get ones like that I just think all you've done is go through your tinder matches and just go and copy paste copy paste yeah. copy paste Ooh, copy yeah. paste because it's not even anything to do with like my pictures or no. what I've said so I just kind of think on balance no yeah. but I do think it's quite funny I'm not yeah, gonna lie it's funny yeah it, it, got, it got a laugh didn't it so that, that's all right so evidently you didn't agree with that line in the end no um, which brings us on to what else don't you agree with it's time for I don't agree with it Olivia this week tell us what's your hot take what don't you agree with so this week I've decided that what I don't agree with mm. is mm. dryers you're gonna have to be more specific no, that's it. Just dry, any form of dry. Not saying drying, anything else. Dryers. Right, so it's... <laughs> what I don't agree with um, are dryers, you know, like tumble dryers. A tumble dryer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't agree with tumble dryer either. No, I think that they absolutely ruin your clothes and they just take up loads of electricity and space. Yeah. And I don't agree with yeah. them. They are bad for both the environment and your clothes, you're right. Um, they... And also, like, a washer dryer is not an effective item no it's not effective no. so this, this actually lucy you're completely right because this is the thing that actually when i was thinking about what i don't mm. agree with is what i don't mm. agree with more than anything else not even just um a dryer on its own it's the combi no, no, no. it's combi. the combi that's bad it's fucked yeah it, it, it can't work you can't have something that at once is filled with water and then half an hour later is drying your clothes no. it's fucked they don't work they no. are they're fucking shit it's like do one thing and do it well yeah, please you can't blend two opposite things and expect it to be effective and also fair if it works but i've had my fair share of experience at uni with washer dryers and they are shit they are shit yeah well we we have one in my flat now and i had one in the flat before and they were both shit so do you ever use that dryer no never we never use it i don't even know if it works right like i think we think it's broken but i don't think it is broken we just don't use it because it's stupid yeah it's shit and like also it's an absolute waste of energy i don't agree with it and i think all it does is just like heat up your wet clothes and you take them out and they're like really hot but they're clearly but still they wet particularly dry? they're yeah, not even exactly. particularly dry exactly. they're just all they've done is heat them up yeah not yeah. actually dry them yeah the only thing i like about my current washer dryer is that it's called tricity bendix which i think sounds like a porn name i think it sounds like um a drag a drag queen name from oh, rupaul's drag race okay, yeah, it reminds me of does. trixie mattel yeah 
Tricity Bendix would be a really good drag queen name, wouldn't it? Speaking of, um, Trixie Mattel actually has um, a documentary out ah, soon, cool. which is going to be on at um, Tribeca Film Fest. Cool. So, well, just good, good link there. An extra little tidbit for you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't agree with dryers. Um, they never work, especially the combis, and just crap and expensive and just bad. So what don't you agree with this week, Lucy? Well, my I don't agree with it is another historic case. Going a cold hot, case. Yes, a cold Yeah, well, yeah. Well, don't like them when they're cold, especially. I don't agree with jacket potatoes. And anyone who knows me knows this about me. I absolutely know that about you oh, as a key thing. my God. <laughs> <laughs> my problem with jacket potatoes stems from a long childhood hate of... Uh, well, I didn't like that many potato products in the first place, but a jack potato is absolutely the worst way to have a potato. Why would you take a potato which can be delicious and turn it into something which is revolting? Yeah, I don't think it's revolting. They're revolting. They, you cook them and you just dry them out and they're disgusting and then all the, the fucking like skin just tastes like the ground. Why would you want that? <laughs> Why would you want that? I just think you've had a bad baked potato. No, I've had many in my time. Um, and I have had to eat them, you know, I would never turn one down. I wouldn't be like, if someone gave me a jack potato, I wouldn't be like, can you fuck off? Like, I, I won't eat this because I'm not rude, obviously. Yeah. But I would be like, sad about it. But my main, like, my main thing is, why would I spend my time eating a potato like that when there are so many superior ways to have a potato? What's your favourite way other than chippies? Right, so chip number one. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what, I can't think of any other ways to have potatoes. Just chips. I like chips. I like... How do you feel about a wedge? Because a wedge is halfway between well, a jacket potato and a, um, wedge a chip. A wedge is okay if it's not cooked to fuck. And if it's like sort of spiced like a wedge usually is. Yeah. Um, but it's just not the same. The, the, jacket, like, the jacket potato is just... My main issue is like it's so dry. But it's not. It's like fluffy and got loads of butter in. Well, it ain't. In my experience. Yeah, you just had a bad jacket. I hate them so much. Like, I'm like, basically will eat anything. Most things I'm fine with eating. Yeah. The one thing I will not eat is jacket potatoes. Because why would I waste my time eating something that I don't agree with when there's <laughs> so many good things to be eaten? Because food is like my favourite thing, right? So why would I ruin an instance of food in my life you know with food like, that I don't like. You know, it's like the Super Bowl or like football or whatever and there's like the food that people eat at those yeah. events. Well, like one of one of those foods is um, potato skins in it. I hate them. Loaded potato skins. Yeah. Nope. And they've got like the sour cream no. and the spring well, onions. If you have, the only way I can eat a jack potato or a loaded potato skin or whatever is if there's plenty of the other element, yeah. which basically means that it's just sort of there, right? Yeah. Um, and in that case, a low potato skin with like 100 million gallons of sour cream would be fine. Okay. But without that, no. Don't so come just near me. like a swimming pool of sour cream with like one potato skin floating across the surface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I don't agree with jack potatoes. Don't come near me with jack potato or I will um, go away. Okay. I hate them. That is not a way to your heart. No, yeah. If you want to get into my heart into my life veer away from jack potatoes okay think on you've been warned ye be warned so on from something that i would absolutely never want to consume onto something that i look forward to consuming every single week it's time for celine watch olivia i've done some celine research this week but can i just say before you carry mm, on you can i have noticed <laughs> may i add mm. that 
for our drum rolls. You're not participating, and I've been forced to drum roll on my own. Right, well, it's a solo. Treat it as a compliment. Compliments, please. I, right here. I like it when we drum roll together. Right, well, I just so happened to be holding something. That's why I didn't do it. Right, well, right, do you want to do one right now? Yes, because the, yeah, la- all right. the last one we did, Jeez. you didn't even do it, so we're going to do it okay, together now. Are you ready? It's time for a solo drum roll for no reason. Podcast is cancelled. <laughs> We're breaking up. Podcast girlfriends are no more. Queer leaving. <laughs> um, so this is our last ever Celine watch. Hope you're happy. I'm going to cry when I edit that bit. <laughs> oh my God, I am sorry. I'm being a bit of a moody bitch today. Yeah, I know. First jacket potato and now me. Yeah, well, I'm just having a bad time. Okay, so let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> Celine. Well, unfortunately, and this makes it look like I'm just sheer research, but all's quiet on the Dion front. Really? Yeah. I think she's just really like getting her head into this Vegas residency and maybe keeping her head down, read the issues with her management. Okay. Um, Makes sense. But she did post on her Twitter a a video, um, which was uh, like a story behind her newest song. I think it's one of her newest songs called ashes which was used in the film deadpool 2 which i which i assume means it's quite new because that's quite new yeah yeah um and um it was um created by a guy who i think was on the voice or something he was all talking about like how amazing how it was amazing to create something for celine um so i wanted to ask you if you could create anything for celine what would it be create anything if you could create and give celine something what would it be wow um i think it would just have to be um a spliced together um kind of compilation of all of our celine watches yeah, to be honest probably, to be fair that's probably the best thing we could give her yeah <laughs> how about you well the only thing i thought of was obviously celine's been through quite a lot of heartbreak losing losing her wonderful husband and best friend yeah so if i could create anything for her in a complete realm of like anything's possible yeah i would do that thing that like happens on sabrina the teenage witch where you're able to go and like spend some time with a, a, a oh, dead loved one okay at any time ta- for, for like a day yeah. so i'd let her do that with her husband if i could create anything for her oh yeah that'd be that lovely i love celine oh yeah so we are winding down coming to the end of the podcast now we're looking forward to a brand new week and what are your goals for the week lucy so my goals for the week um i think uh, we're gonna have a combined goal this week aren't we Liv? yeah yeah so i think that um you know queer longing has been plodding along nicely we've been having a really nice time with it and um we've been looking towards the future of queer longing the future we're, is bright and we're looking to open the relationship especially after that argument we just had yeah (laughs) so my goal our goal our shared vision for queer longing is to um have some guests on yeah so we're gonna have some um lovely guests so i think that our goal is to um we've got a couple of things in the pipeline and to get those to you in the next few weeks this space yeah so yeah, our goal is to um, yeah uh, bring to you some different voices um, and different people to listen to, find out what they're queer longing for. Yeah. So that's our goal, and hopefully 
we'll be able to be bringing that to you soon. And while you're waiting for that, you can um, get in touch with us. Quite a few people have been getting in touch with us over the last yeah. couple of weeks, which we have really, really enjoyed. And if you want to be a hun to watch out for, then um, just send us a message. Tell us what you're living and longing for or just anything that you want to chat to us about. You know that we um, love shouting you out and having a chat. So you can um, slide into our DMs on Instagram. We are at Queer Longing and the same on Twitter. You can also drop us an email at queerlonging at gmail.com and I think they're all of our main reaching us bits aren't yeah, they yeah definitely let us know if there are any guests that you would love to have us us have on yeah we just did um, actually like a, a dreamscape of all of our yeah, all of our dream guests that we would like, like to include dream, dreamscape mark one yeah. yeah stage one but also um, yeah let us know who you would love um, to see featured on the podcast so get your thinking caps on and we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next time Bye. Everything's too loud just to fuck up, she said. I'm little alone instead. I'm going nowhere. Going nowhere. This shit has gotta stop. Stop.